Hey everybody, it's Nathan with the Birds and the Lees coming at you from our dining room where we are in hunker down mode with coronavirus 2020. Kim and I are trying to decide what we're going to do for the next few weeks because apparently uh, we can't have church. So yeah, yeah it looks like till May 1st. We're a little out of um, sorts. We are a little <laughs> bit out of sorts, but hey, you know what? We thought this is a great time to get more podcasting done, more uh, time for us to tell our story, get into some different topics. And so yeah. uh, we really appreciate everybody who's been listening with us, who's been hanging with us uh, through this whole story. So um, just real quickly to give you a recap where we left off, where we left off was uh, we were uh, pretty much in our second year of uh, a church that we'd been at in Pittsburgh. We had uh, uh, transferred. I'd gone for a new job in Pittsburgh. And in that time, we found out that Kim's dad uh, came uh, was diagnosed with uh terminal cancer and yep. uh, that held on for several years but then ultimately mm-hmm. uh, he passed away uh, in April of 2010 uh, the day after our son was born and right. if you were with us last time you know that we talked about just kind of the feeling and the the, the sinking I, in fact I titled the episode earthquakes and aftershocks because you know it's this earthquake that you feel like the whole world has fallen apart and when you get through it you, you, you come back and you feel as if okay you know we've made it through this um, there's really only uh, only way we can go is up. And, and I think that's kind of how we were feeling, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, I think as a couple, we took off about really a year yeah, to just yeah. um, not do a whole lot and kind of triage our our heart and um, get back to a place where we were together. And one as a couple, we weren't living separate lives um, yeah, trying yeah. to have a baby and all those things so and and to, to clarify that if you're just jumping in we weren't having separate lives trying to have a baby uh, <laughs> well Kim wasn't off true. trying to have a baby with somebody <laughs> yeah. else actually uh, what what had happened was that uh, you know uh, we ended up because her, your dad being ill we ended up living yeah. apart a lot while you took care of him so yeah. so when Garrett our son was born uh, we're finally back together as a family, and right. and, and you know, in that right. place where, yeah, you're right. We did we did a little triage. We took some time, and yeah. um, you know, spent that uh, together as a family, and and uh, we felt like things were moving pretty well. In fact, I, you know, yeah, uh, we had going into 2011. You know, we had a great first birthday for our son. We felt like oh. things were really. Yeah, that was the sweetest. Birthday. It was really fun. We had mm-hmm. a lot of friends there. You know, our friendships were growing. Yeah. Um. You well, know, we were finally able to be in one place. We were and we start were. to really. Pull into those relationships yeah we were able to do that and and you know really felt like this was where uh we belonged where god Mm -hmm. brought us and he was he was finally bringing some uh some stability to the situation and he was working and i felt like our relationships at work were getting better right um and then we roll into the summer of 2011 it's always an active time for pastors. Yeah, it is. In fact, uh, where the next part of our story goes is probably the one that, uh, if I had to pick, was you know, obviously your dad's uh, death was very impactful. But uh, if if we had to pick something that marked the last nine years of our marriage, well, yeah, nine now. Yeah, uh, it's going to be this. Uh, you know, yeah. this has been the the you know the ripples in the pond. You throw a rock in, there's a huge explosion, and then there's just these ripples that keep going. And right. And we feel like this is the thing that has been the most, uh, that's had the most impact on us. But uh, And truthfully, the thing that kind of had us start this. Yeah, I mean, this is really what drove us to, to do this podcast. And, uh, you know, I, w- uh, it, it, I do want to make one disclaimer. We seem to be having a few recording issues tonight, so um, we're going to do our very best. But if the, if the yeah. audio is a little bit wonky, we do apologize So yeah. before we get into the story. So um, I'm not even sure who should... I, 
I feel like I should be the one to tell this because the first person experience really comes down to me. And then, then obviously you're looking at it from the, y- your yeah. position. Sure. I'll just interject when I think there is. Yeah. I mean, if you want to, and, mm-hmm. I, and I think you do need to spend some time uh, interjecting from your side because often that's the side that's, you don't hear much about, but right. Um, so we roll into 2011 and uh, y- as you know, spring 2011 generally tends to be the time uh, in particular with churches because our calendar years are kind of wonky I always found that in the churches I worked in, spring was a time you were doing, um, you know, performance reviews and things like that. And I think we mentioned before that the the time at the church we were at was very different. Um, we uh, we spent we had a hard time assimilating, I think, to the whole city of Pittsburgh with yeah. the people. Yeah. It was a little bit difficult, but uh, you know, uh, I felt like we were in a place where we were making strides. We had friends. Mm-hmm. We had made relationships with students that were good. Um, we, uh, you know, there was just, there was good ministry happening and, um, you know, I felt like I was pretty confident that we were going to be there for a while, but sometimes when, you know, you feel like, okay, things are pretty stable. That's when your guards let down. Yeah. And, uh, I remember very distinctly, uh, you know, sitting in the performance review and and feeling like, you know, it was pretty good. There were some things to work on, but, uh, Got a little uh, bit of a raise. You know, and, and interestingly enough, there was always been a, a bit of unease uh, at my time there. I always kind of felt on the defensive mm-hmm. um, with a lot of things. Yep. Um, and, and, and some things, you know, obviously I have to take, I have to take uh, responsibility for some of those things and, and choices that I made being the reason why I felt that way. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, we'll talk about later about some of the choices we could have made that were better on yeah, our end. Yeah, we could have done that. Uh, we can do that down the road. And... Um, so I remember sitting in this performance review and, and feeling, you know, that things were going well. And we had a trip planned coming up. We were going to one of those big Christian music festivals, a live festival. We were taking mm-hmm. students. And I remember because it was such a great trip. Um, <laughs> Do you know what I remember about that? What about it? Our son would not sleep through the night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because dad was gone <laughs> yeah. and I couldn't help. Uh, I d- what I do remember is it rained most of the time, and I ended up sleeping in a tent underneath a canopy because it was just the only way I could stay dry. And, and, uh, and for the record, your wife made that suggestion. Your wife did make yes, my wife did make that su- suggestion, and it was a good time. We had a we had a smaller group, but we had mm-hmm. a really, but I you know there was a moment in that trip, and uh, it, it's one of those interesting weird moments where. Um, I started to feel completely on the outs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I just felt like something's wrong. Something mm. is really, really wrong. In fact, I had a little, like, blow up at the uh, the, uh, the middle school director who was with us, mm-hmm. who, who I'd hired a couple of years before. And we generally, we always had gotten along and, and done really well. We were friends. But I just remember there was this moment when we were there where I just, I suddenly felt like I didn't, either I didn't belong or, or I it was just weird, right? And this is mm-hmm. this is the middle of a week in June, I believe. And I remember you coming back and saying that. Yeah, like I felt like there was something really strange. It just like this feeling kind of overwhelmingly hit me. And we had a great week the rest of the week there. We had uh, kids who uh, believed in Jesus, got saved, uh, came to know Christ. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. In fact, I remember going back and telling the senior pastor how great a weekend it was. And yeah. we saw all of this uh, this amazing stuff happen. 
and this was the week right before VBS. Yes, right? it was. It, we okay. had come back on a Saturday, I think, uh-huh. and VBS was on a Monday. That's right. And the and at this church, it was kind of a tradition for the entire staff and everybody to be involved in VBS in some way, whether yeah. we were doing you know big room teaching things like that. So we were all involved in it, mm-hmm. and. Uh, we get through the first day of VBS. It was awesome. It was great. I'm sitting in my office because we would do a half day of VBS, and then we'd work the rest of the day. And we've got big events yeah. coming up in the summer, so it's an opportunity for, for me to get some work done on it. And I remember my boss coming in, and he's a great guy. We I think we said that in the previous episode. Awesome guy to this day. Just you know, tons of respect for him and love him to death. He's, he's such a great person. Whole family's awesome. And I remember him walking in, and I could tell immediately that uh, his face, on his face, there was there was something not right. This was Monday. This right? was Monday. Yeah, we'd come back on Saturday. May, there might have been a week in between, but I think it was only a couple of days. It's I'm getting to that point in life where I can't remember very well, yeah. but I do remember distinctively certain things, and this was one of them. I remember him walking in, shutting the door, and kind of standing there. And uh, I said, "You know, is everything okay?" And and I remembered his words were. Well, I thought we could get out ahead of this. Yeah. But he said, we are going to need you to uh, step down um, as soon as you can find a new job Mm -hmm. or by December 31st. And this is 2011. Yeah. And, you, you know, there's this very surreal moment where all of a sudden you're, you're sitting there going, what do you mean? I just moved my family well, I, you know, truthfully, the first mm-hmm. thing that popped into my mind was, what did I do wrong? Right. You know, because that is, I mean, if, if you're going to be released from a job, and I'm going to try to use l- the least harsh language I possibly can. I mean, I was fired. Yeah. I was fired. Yeah. And I remember asking, uh, you know, did I do something? You know, mm-hmm. because in my, my mind, I just come off of a, a pretty decent performance review. And, you know, I'm starting to think, okay you know, what happened and, and what did I do wrong? And I remember him saying, you know, it's, you didn't do anything wrong. You just, you just don't fit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I remember sitting there holding that in my hand going, I have no idea what to do with this. And, and to, to his credit, let me be very clear that my boss delivering this message, it was very visibly affecting him. It was like, I mean, he walked in like he was carrying a car on his shoulders. Yeah. Um, you know, we're friends. We had developed this friendship while I was there. And I could tell that this was definitely something that was um, uh, really eating at him. Because, I, I, and, yeah. to, and, and honestly, uh, I can tell you that when I left that day, I looked and he was actually walking across the parking lot on, on a walk to go have some alone time. Which I was guess. not typical. <laughs> yeah, and he was just out and, you know, big outgoing, you know, he's an outgoing guy, great big personality, and he was walking away, and I'm like, okay, this this is a big deal. Yeah. He's, he's, this is really hitting him hard. And I mean, it was a big deal to begin with. You know, you get fired from a church, that's a big deal. And, uh, you know, I... I I asked him, you know, I, I don't even remember, all I, all I remember asking him or saying to him was, well, I need to go home. You mm-hmm. know, I, I said, I need to go home. Yeah. And they were just for record, they were real sticklers on being in office, in office. In s- at certain hours. Letting and you know where you were and yeah. all this. And I, I just said, I got to go home. And he said, no, I totally get it. Go. Yeah. So and it was not it was almost the end of the day. I mean, we were only 45 minutes or so. So I remember right. getting in the car and thinking to myself, how in the world am I going to tell Kim? I don't know what to do. 
Yeah. So I called my dad and uh, let him know, and I was and I was upset. I was like, Dad, I, I just got fired. I have no. Mm-hmm. I just moved my family across the country, and you know, I, I have a son who's just born, and my daughter's getting ready to go into kindergarten, and I just got fired, and I have no idea what to do. Right. And I don't even know how I'm going to tell Kim. I just failed at this. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling him, I just failed at being a pastor. And uh, because, you know, that's kind of the you, you always put that benchmark. And I, it was yeah. interestingly enough, the year a year before r- really funny story, <laughs> a year before uh, they had kind of uh, y- kind of put some staff relationship mentorship kind of things with a with another pastor with me um, who had, you know, been there and he was doing a little bit of mentorship. He'd been doing it for a while. And um, he asked me, he said, what's the one thing you're afraid of most? I said, the one thing I'm afraid of most is losing my job. Yeah. I, I said to me, that would be the worst thing in the world is to fail at this. Yeah. And uh, I remember him saying, well, you know, even if you did, what, what would happen? I was like, well, I, you know, I'd survive. You, it's mm-hmm. not like I'm dying. Right. But it's hard. Yeah. And uh, and then all of a sudden I find myself in this situation. And, yeah. you know, to this day, I wonder if if, you know, uh, I held on to that ideal so much of this being successful at being mm-hmm. in ministry that that, you know, maybe. Maybe God allowed that to be taken away from me so sure. that I could. And I do think there was a humbling there. I do think there was a real significant, uh, uh, you know, cutting down, yeah. for lack of a better word, where I had to uh, really remember, um, you know, one, why I am called to ministry, why I feel that this is where God wants me, why I believe this is where he wants me, but also mm-hmm. why I can't do this by myself. Yeah. You know, this is not something I do on my own. And uh, and I think moving forward, it's important that that the reason we're doing this is because through this process, we find out that how this all went down, we are not alone in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not the sole reason why we do the podcast. The podcast, we, we want to minister to people who this this, right. you know, who are in situations that we've experienced. And yeah. we know. That even at the time, what the, what somebody described it as an epidemic of of pastoral firings, um, and and there were studies done. And, and if you've ever been in that position, if you're one of those guys who's out there, or or women who are in a ministry position where you suddenly found yourself on the outs, um, we know how it feels. Yeah, um, it's like losing your family. It is. It, it is like it's like a divorce. It's like uh, uh, it's being disowned. It, it, it's what it feels like. It's like a divorce where the parents take the kids to live in Alaska. Yeah, from Texas, and you're s- just there. And this is not to say that there are ways that can be handled well, and there are loving churches out there that yeah. that handle situations like this. But all too often, I think what ends up happening is there's just this amputation yeah. of a person yeah. and knowing that this is an environment where we are not only are we with each other during the work day, but our mm-hmm. families are part of what's going on. Right. And so anyway, um, you know, I call my dad and, and I'm sitting there going, you know, what do I do with this? I, I and, and to, I'm sounding very mellow saying it, but trust me, there was a lot of melodrama going on. <laughs> a I lot was, of emotion or a lot of emotions. And he said, here's what you do. He said, you do your job better than you've ever done it in your entire life so that they know and you know that you can walk out of there knowing you did your very best regardless of their decision. Yeah. And 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 I was like, and that kind of brought me back down. And and he said, and then you you go home and you tell your wife that you're going to take care of them. Yeah. You know, in this situation, you know, it's you don't know what's going to happen. But you're going to do your best and, you know, and remind her that God is going to take care of us and remind her that we are not 
uh, he is not going to abandon us. And so I remember walking in to the garage. You were unpacking <laughs> boxes. No, I was putting together our first playset. Oh, that's right. You were putting together the playground we had just bought for our daughter yeah. for this beautiful yard we had. That, yeah, we had know, worked on for so, yeah, for two years. Two years. We'd wor- we, we were in this place where we were finally settled. We had, and uh, we were going to put this playground together for her. And yeah. I walked in and I remember just breaking down crying and saying, I got fired. Mm-hmm. They want me to be gone. They want me to go. Yeah. I don't know why. Um, and from what's interesting is from that point to the next day, mm-hmm. I don't remember a whole lot. I only remember calling my mom. You called your mom. I do know what happened in that time. Yeah. You called your mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was very quick. Yeah. It was very quick. <laughs> you called your mom. I talked to you. We took a deep breath. Yeah. And then we went to the mall. Yeah. We went to the mall and I bought a pair. I think I bought a pair of Keens because I'd always wanted one. And yeah. and I was there was almost like this, oh, forget it, man. I'm just going to go, you know. Yeah. There was almost like this throw caution to the wind. And, and, and it was like, this is going to be my one moment to throw caution <laughs> to the wind. and Because we knew the next six months or so. It's going to be hard. So we're yeah. going to do it right now. Yeah. And we're talking, you know, 70, 80 bucks, right? Yeah. We're going to throw caution to the wind for this one night and then it's buckled down. And that's what we yeah. did. Other than that, I don't remember a whole lot. I don't remember going to bed, mm-hmm. but I do remember walking in the next morning mm-hmm. and, and leaving the house and, and thinking, how am I going to walk in there? Because there's only a few people. Like, this hasn't been announced to the church. Right. It's very, very, very under, under the radar. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, how in the world am I going to go back to VBS? Right. Walk in the door mm-hmm. and, and serve f- and face these people, right? And so. Uh, I remember that in the middle of all this chaos with VBS, I never spoke to, my assumption was, and I could be wrong, my assumption was, was that the elders and the leadership, senior pastor and executive pastor had gotten together and made this decision. And uh, I never talked to them. And and I don't know if I should have just walked in. You know, this is one of those things I wonder if this was just a mistake on my part. And, and I don't know if I should have just walked in. But there was a part of me that was like, if you're going to do this, you need to come talk to me. Yeah. You don't need to do this through somebody else. If you, if right. this is the decision you want to do. And, and yeah, you can have my boss pass it down. But at this point, you've got to come talk to me. Man up. And you can't act like nothing happened. And I remember yeah. walking into a staff meeting. And, and spoiler alert for the rest of the story, the last thing that the senior pastor of this church said to me <laughs> was, hey, like your Keens. Yeah. This was in June. I left the position in August, mm-hmm. and that was the last thing he said to me. Yeah, he uh, there actually it was the only thing. It he was the only. It was the only thing because it was the only thing, and communication came through. It came through like surrogates. You know, it was just like yeah. okay, information was passed down. Like oh hey, I got a phone call. Oh hey, he doesn't want mm-hmm. you to do this. Or oh yeah. hey, never was a face to face. And and you know, I know those are hard, and I have to I have to give some compassion in the sense that that's got to be a really hard conversation to have because I've never had it before. But he also made that choice. He made the choice. But here's the thing. It devalued me to the point where I didn't even feel like an actual person. Right. Because I wasn't worth talking to. You know, I felt like I was I was basically like a busted computer you were getting rid of. Yeah. Um, you know, three years of my life of trying to build relationships, um, you know, not always doing it right with kids, and obviously. And lots of family trauma. 
family trauma, working my tail off, mm-hmm. and I felt like that I was like a computer with a broken hard drive, and mm-hmm. we're just going to move you out and yeah. replace you. Yeah. Um, anyway, you know, those are the, and that's something is I never want anybody to feel like that mm-hmm. with me, even if I have to let somebody go. I don't want them to feel like this is something where, um, you don't want to be able to look them in the eye and say, hey, this is the decision we had to make, mm-hmm. but know that you're a valued person. And I heard things later on from others that like, oh, yeah, people really respected you and loved you. And I'm like, yeah, but nobody ever, very few people ever came and said that. Well, and I think as we tell the story, it will become evident as to why people didn't have a chance to say that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's some of that. So anyway, we, this is where the, it just gets like, there's this blur, right? I mean, I wish I could so go I into. So I can fill in some of the gaps. Well, I know some of the gaps. I mean, I know the high points that we can talk about. Maybe yeah. and if I miss one, you mm-hmm. can fill it in. Well, so by the end of the week, I had somebody flown in. You did. To assist us with literally packing up the house. Yeah. So I mean, we had to do things like make a decision that we're going mm-hmm. to build this playground in our backyard and then let our daughter play with it for the few weeks that we had so that she can at least enjoy it because she's been watching it sitting in a box. Yeah. So we just kind of went as other than the fact that we were having to start selling a house or we were like, OK, some things just have to be like life is normal. Yeah, and so it wasn't though. It wasn't, but it you know the best we can do for a five year old who's looking forward to her first year of kindergarten has visited her teacher yeah. at her new school. She's ready to go. The best we can do is build her playground yeah. in our backyard and say, "Hey, you've got it for four weeks." And we couldn't ever afford to get one again. And we couldn't do it again, you yeah. know. Um, and so, or afford it, or even have the space to put one, even if we could afford right. it. There were times we could have, but we couldn't even put the. We didn't have the space to put one. Right. And so, you know, we did that for a while and we had people come in and help us. And I remember that being kind of the first decision we made was we're going to yeah. go ahead and build the playground. So so a little bit of background. We had the play set. We might as well build it because the house was in a neighborhood that was very family friendly, wonderful neighborhood, amazing neighbors. Um, really, yep. th- I think that's worth adding to the story. Well, yeah, like we'll get to we'll get to yeah. that point. That's the loss part is yeah. we lost these awesome friends and neighbors. Yeah. Um, but also the. This we're talking late getting into late summer. So the sales season up north is not winter. Yeah, no, it's not and winter. We had to get on the market for at least a couple weeks worth of the good sales season. Yeah. Late but good. So we had to from the day that we were told to the day we listed it, we had two weeks to pull the house together to list it. And being told that we can't tell anybody because they right. haven't decided how to communicate it to the church yet. And pastors are going on vacation. Yeah, and so nobody's there. Yeah, nobody's there, so we can't communicate it because we're not here. T- and and so yeah. there's it's in in terms of just obviously it's inconvenient to lose your job, but it's mm-hmm. even more inconvenient when you have to sit on it and then go to work and pretend that yeah. nothing's wrong. We were essentially told if we told anybody, we'd be let go immediately with nothing. Yeah, yeah. And so we had to sit there, and and we did. We did our best, and yeah. Um, you know, VBS came and went. And in the meantime, I was given permission to tell. The people that I worked closest to, the yeah. director of middle school, told him. Um, and, uh, you know, you just kind of, you know, even that, and that was the first indication I had that, you know, uh, there's certain places that you are, and hopefully this has changed, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are certain places you are at times, maybe not all the time, but at times where uh, the staff structure can feel like you're an interchangeable piece. And I think this was the first moment where I felt like uh, I'm more of an interchangeable piece than I am a person that was hired uh, because of who I am and giftedness and whatnot. And uh, because I can remember the very first thing 
and, and maybe it's a natural question, and I get it, it is a natural question, so I don't want to put too much on uh, the individual because I get where he was coming from. But when I told him his first question was, uh, what about me? Yeah. And then it was, are you okay? Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's a natural reaction. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is. It's a natural reaction. But my initial thought was, oh, this is, this is uh, I could come and go and it wouldn't matter. And maybe that's well, that's probably an unfair assumption. I mean, I, I think that's some of that church, though. I mean, that week of VBS, when I came up the day after you got let go, and somebody I really admired looked at me and said, it's going to be okay. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, I know. It's not that big a deal. You lost your job. I mean, I just don't. I think it's just a culture. And maybe it is. And, and maybe there was a certain, you know, toughen it up. But when you've got a year old and a five year old, you know, you're not thinking, oh, this is going to be so easy. It's not. Yeah. And then, you know, you go into. And so we started the process of looking for jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, in the meantime, you're getting with a realtor. We basically have told them, look, we can't sell a house in the wintertime. So regardless of whether you tell people or not, we're selling our house. Right. And we came up with a story that we were downsizing, which wasn't a lie. We were going to downsize. <laughs> we were downsizing. Um, we were not going to have a house as big as we did. We right. were very fortunate with the house that we had and used it as a ministry tool, but we were not going to have anything like that. And we never had anything like that again. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm going to work. I'm trying to get, you know, uh, plans in place for this massive event that's coming up. At the same time, you know, I, I know like three people know what's going on. Yeah. And people are talking about the fall, like where right. we, and I'm like, ah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. And, and because I can't sit there and go, I'm not going to be here. Yeah, I'm not going to be here. I've got to fake it. And mm. and I never lied. I never told a story. I just dodged the question. Yeah, it wasn't best for you I to could. plan. Yeah. It was for someone else to plan. Yeah, it wasn't. We'll get to that. You know, I need I need more yeah. people to talk about anyway. Um, you know, I, I just. uh I lost my train of thought a little bit there, but I'll, I'll get it back. But I just remember sitting, spending a lot of time um, just kind of in a in a lost kind of daze because then it's like, okay, oh, I remember now. <laughs> it's kind of like, okay, so what next? Well, now i got to find a job, yeah. right? And, of course, the natural thing, you know, the, the natural assumption is, okay, I'm just going to start looking for churches. Yeah. And and I learned something. This is this is something that uh, I learned a couple things. Um. Uh, <laughs> Getting let go from a church without a reason yeah, is one of the hardest things to sell yourself to other churches on. Absolutely. Um, because they, because there's just an assumption. When, when the reason is, I just don't fit. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many letters I got back that said, well, you're not going to fit here either. Right. You're, you're not going to mm-hmm. be a fit for us. Because it's either, you know, there's a judgment of your... Pre- and this is before you've even had a verbal conversation with anybody. This is just yeah. an email exchange with resumes or a letter. Yeah. And it's, well, you're not going to fit us either. Um, you know, if obviously if this church of X amount of size or whatever mm-hmm. doesn't think you fit, then you don't fit. And maybe there's to a degree some truth in that. You know, there's, mm-hmm. a, there's a type, there's a, there's, a, there's a model that maybe you don't fit. Um, but, you know, that's incredibly discouraging. It's incredibly yeah. discouraging to sit there and, and every time... You you send and I'm used to sending resumes off and not getting answers, but having the answer come back would be, why'd you get let go? Oh, well, you're not going to fit with us. And yeah. and then looking through looking through um, job descriptions mm-hmm. and everybody wants the same thing. Basically, what they want um, at the time mm-hmm. because because you know it was up and coming and yeah. basically everybody wanted a Matt Chandler and that was it for every position. Mm. Um, and uh, this is not a dig against Matt. He's got a very dynamic personality. Clearly, he's a great guy, and <laughs> yeah, everybody <he's>, knows 
He's a great speaker, got a dynamic yeah. personality, very loving, caring pastor. Um, uh, everybody wants him. And you know what? I'm not yeah. him. I'm right. not. Um, right. You know, I the model of youth ministry that I uh, was a part of, I, I, I respect highly. Um, I'm very, uh, 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 very, very, very uh, um, appreciative of what I learned from the people who mentored me, in mm-hmm. particular my boss at the time when I was back here in Texas. Um, because it was about it was relational driven youth ministry. Mm-hmm. It was about discipleship, which I think everybody says they are. But we can get into this discussion later on, and maybe that's a time to have a guest speaker. In fact, actually, yeah. we could bring a guest I speaker. I mean, on. I think we're probably in four or five episodes going to be ready to yeah, start bringing on people. To start bringing on people, but mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, it's discipleship driven, which I don't think mo- most churches are doing well. You know, I think they think they they are. think they are, and they have an old paradigm they're using, but I yeah. don't think they are, and I think right. Uh, that was what was kind of uh, what they were looking for, and so and, anyway. And I think we thought we were. And I think we thought we were too. I think we thought, yeah. and, I, and I look back and I go, "Oh man, I was." I mean, yeah. I was looking back at stuff. That I was thinking about stuff I was doing then, going, "Oh, why was I doing that?" Right. Um, Again, we made mistakes. We made mistakes, <laughs> and so uh, I just remember going through all of these. It was interesting because I can remember going through all of these uh, uh, resumes and whatnot, and uh, and. Um, you would get really, really agitated when I was like, if I if I made it to a second step with a church, yeah, you know, there seemed to be that our like our our there was friction between us that we so would. So I want to frame this a little bit. Yeah. Um, I was essentially from the moment Nathan was let go, was kind of pushed away from the church. I felt, and there were we'll go into that later. But there I don't even think it was pushed away. I think it was you just ceased to exist. I feel like that's what it was. I don't oh. think it was like a shunning. I think they just, you just, which I think is worse. You don't think the pastor's wife's thing? I, I think, no, what I think is it was an out of sight, out of mind. And so once you yeah. were out. Then I was out. Then you were out and there was no reason to go any further. And 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 I know if the, if, if the individuals were sitting in front of us, they would argue and, and I'm sure there was nothing intentional or malicious, but that's yeah. just kind of how it was. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think that's the thing that made me that made me the angriest at yeah. the time was if um, if it had been a pushing away and we don't want to. And it was a very then I could get angry at them and fight back. Almost an aggressive firing. Yeah. Which it wasn't. And it wasn't. But it was almost a, a passive like, eh. Right. You know, it's not even worth our time to get our energy up to, like, boot you out. It's right. just like, eh, we'll get something better. Yeah. And I think that's how I felt the way they were treating you is, oh, we'll just get something better. Yeah. Um, well, that's clearly what they wanted. I wasn't yeah. enough. Yeah. Kim still has more feelings about this than I do. <laughs> well, I think I think pastor's wives are often forgotten in in the letting go by nature of they're the ones packing the house. They're the ones moving the kids. They're the ones that... You know, the husbands need time yeah, to, to yeah. figure things out and need some quiet and peace. And they're the ones that have to ramp up 4,000 degrees. Well, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, again, I just remember that because, you know, you're in the middle of this feeling like you've been abandoned, uh, you know, thrown aside, cast aside mm-hmm. by uh, the women that you were supposed to be the closest to you. Um, and there were a few families that were still very close. They weren't yeah. they weren't staff families. They were youth families, and they watched out for you. Well, but, but that's even, I mean, we're kind of going down the road, so... Anyway, anyway, all that to say is, um, and and we can talk about the good things kind of in the next episode. I just yeah. want to get the story out right now. Right. So I remember just sitting there, um, uh, 
just we fought whenever yeah. I would get to a certain point. And finally, I remember just in, in a bout of frustration, maybe frustration, just said, do you even want to do this anymore? Mm-hmm. And I remember your very bold answer because it caught me off guard as you went, no, I don't. I just want to yeah. break. I don't want to go work at a church. I don't want to be in ministry. I just want to break. And there was a great deal of divinely inspired clarity in that moment. I think mm-hmm. that was uh, that was what God needed to make me realize it's not now. Because I remember um, looking at you and saying, essentially, uh, how did I say it? I think I said, uh, then let's just move back to Texas. Yeah. And, and and your agreement to that was so fast. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it was like, yep. And yeah. so, you know, I think I, I think there was there was a relief. There was, uh, there was relief because it was a decision. And I said, let's just move back to Texas. Let's move back to Flyer Mound. Let's yeah. go. Let's go be a family down there. We'll find I'll find a job somewhere. I don't know what I'm going to do, but let's just go. And uh, interestingly enough, that was July first week of July. Mm-hmm. We'd already been through several weeks of this, and. Yeah. You know, our house had was going on the market the next day. Yeah. And when I said, let's go back to Flower Mountain, we agreed to do that. Our house sold in the first few hours it was the open. The next day. The next day, our house sold. And it was a package, like, it worked for both parties. It Everything was, was perfect. Great. And if you wonder at times how God shows himself, <laughs> that was incredibly clear to me that yeah. this is what we need to do. Yeah, it was, it really, timing couldn't have been better. It put us back before school started. We had a place at my mom. She just happened to, right? I mean. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She happened to have this house that was set up. Just moved into this house that had all of the space. And it was a two-story house. We took upstairs. She took downstairs and still had space to spread out. We were were able to to get out. And and then we kind of had to make provisions. It was, it allowed us to go in and say, hey, we just sold our house. So we got to move this, this, we got to move this thing forward. Yeah. And uh, we were able to, and it was interesting that I was the one who made the communication. I wrote my own letter telling everybody what was going on. Interestingly enough, my explanation raised questions because I didn't fully understand. You know, what does not fit mean? But it raised questions within the people of the congregation as to why Nathan's leaving. And to the credit of the church and and the senior pastor, they were very clear. This is nothing he did. This isn't like a moral failure. This is he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, and they said that repeatedly. Um, it was hard though to hear that over and over because mm. I'm sitting there going, "Well, if I didn't do anything wrong, then how can I fix it? How can I get better so that the next person wants me to be there?" Yeah, and I think one of the things that's important to know about that as well is that the the church sees that statement as we were choosing to move <coughs> on, and yeah. and when they heard that, they didn't hear any of the pain. Or the fear no. that we were experiencing, and that was really frustrating yeah. on my side. I, no, I totally get it. I mean, I mean, I had to walk in every day and just pretend like nothing was going on. And and there were yeah. times where several of the guys and I had some good friends in that were part of the staff, weren't the, mm-hmm. the primary leadership necessarily, but uh, one of them was. But they would, you know, they would. I remember one of them looking at me, going, "Here's the thing," mm-hmm. he said, "If if the good you're doing." can't be understood essentially by those at the top he goes that's where you're going to struggle and he said you've done a lot of good he said you've done a lot of things well here you've you've changed some you know changed some culture here that was good he said you can't you don't have to walk away thinking that you failed and and i thought that's huge um 
that's huge for me. I, I just, I, I don't know in the, in the, I think, uh, you know, on, on one side, everyone's thinking, well, we handled this really well. We, yeah. we, it wasn't, there wasn't contention, you know, ultimately. Um, and that was our choice to yeah. not have contention. And there, and I, th- and I think <laughs> theirs too, because they could have just cut me off right there. And, in, you know, when the house sold, we had to kick it into overdrive and, and yeah. I had to take, we moved back, interestingly enough, we left on August 15th, three years to the day that I moved out there. Which nobody even acknowledged. Well, we had people come <laughs> and help us pack, some well, good friends. Well, nobody acknowledged the date. The date, right. yeah. It was three years to the day that I that I got there. Yeah. And, uh, we, you know, we headed back and, you know, uh, at this time I didn't have a job. I, I didn't, I was supposed to be there till December 31st. I was looking at another um, you know, fly back and forth and be in two places. And I was like, mm-hmm. I am not doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. And then I get the, the kicker that, you know, basically I'm flying back to go teach on a Sunday and I'm told, well, they don't want you teaching anymore. Yeah. So then it's like, then why am I here? Which we could have saved a lot of money had you not yeah. had to do that. Well, and it's like, <laughs> why, am, why am I here? If, if, if I'm just here to fill a spot but not actually be uh, part of what's going on, yeah. then I don't need to be here. And I was able to go in and, and to their credit and, and generosity, they gave me a severance package yeah. that was very, 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 very generous uh, insurance. Well, and, and, and and we reduced our spending by a tremendous amount. Well, we did. So that helped. You know, it was, it was, you know, maybe not as big as like a corporate severance package, but it was right. six months and, and mm-hmm. I had some job interviews and um, you know, we basically, we head home and, you know, this is, we talked about the last time, you know, we named it earthquakes and aftershocks. This is the asteroid hitting the earth. Yeah. You know, that's the, that's the catastrophic level for this, you know, and may, and I know I'm being melodramatic, Nathan, but in the, in the, in the big picture of our life together, our marriage, mm-hmm. this was, this was essentially the asteroid, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, people lose their jobs. We lost our job and had to move away. You know, we had uprooted family. Yeah. We had moved away. We'd experienced, uh, we had to go through all the trauma with your dad. And then it's like, now we got to come back. And you feel like you're coming back with your tail tucked between your legs. Well, and I I think there's a very specific difference between being let go from an IT company or a school or, you know, any other type of work. When you're let go from a church, that's also your home. So absolutely how it felt as a family, take out the the staff side yeah as a family no matter what they said i am not showing my face in that church again yeah yeah for any reason i mean now, even if we had stayed in pittsburgh there was yeah. there was we're gonna find a new church i can't oh, i we, can't I be was, here yeah i was not stepping back in that church now i don't want i do want to spend some time talking about some of the things that happened that were such god timing and and some of the people who just yeah and I think what I'd like to do, yeah. if you would be okay with yeah. it, I mean, we've kind of, and I'd like to end the story right here. So where are we ending it? We are ending <laughs> that, we are ending that we, uh, I have my severance package and we have gone home. We have come back to Texas. We have come to your mother's and, okay. and, and it's, 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 it's almost like the cavalry riding back into the fort after a, mm-hmm. you know, just a, a trouncing by the enemy. And they're not my enemy, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean by we're just been defeated. Mm-hmm. And we're coming back with our tail between our legs mm-hmm. and it's time to lick our wounds. And I think what you're talking about, mm-hmm. those things, it was the in the licking of our wounds that we started to. But there's some things that happened on the way out that I think are worth mentioning. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean... If you want to go ahead and mention those right now, we can. 
Okay. <laughs> well, no, I just, I, I mean, I, I, you know, I, here's, here's my thing is it, what I don't want, you know, we've spent, we've spent nine years getting over this. Yeah. And, and while I do want to share it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I don't ever want us to go back into uh, feeling like, you know, raising these feelings again. And, and you, you very rightfully have some things that were mm-hmm. not done well. Um, towards you mm-hmm. that were very painful. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, and, and yeah, I think this is the time to do that. Yeah. So I, I'm giving you the go ahead to okay, do it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I just, several people came up. So when it was made public, one of the things we didn't really go into detail about, we sold our house, we were getting ready to close. Um, the church really dragged their feet on telling the rest of the church. That is true. After the house sold, it did take several weeks before the church. Well, the house wasn't sold yet. I mean, we had we had an offer. Well, we had the, had the offer. That we had a contract that was in process. Yeah, we had a contract in process. The house was going to close, and we were going to move in 10 days. And they still had not told the church. So um, it was announced on a Sunday. Yeah. Well, actually, any, a letter had gone out prior to that Sunday. Yeah. So, there, but it was like Saturday that the letter came. The verbal, out. the verbal announcement, yeah. and I had, and, and they give me the opportunity to uh, talk to my volunteer team, and I was able to yeah. tell them first, right? And then we told the parents first of the yeah. youth. So, um, the minute that it went out, the email or what have you, um, about two hours later, there's a knock on the door, and to be honest, I had been isolated for so long to hear a knock was unusual because. Nobody had come by or cared to check. So I go to the front door, and it's a staff member that had been at the church. A former staff member. Yeah, Yeah. a former staff member. And she just grabbed me and held me and let me cry. And we cried together for like five minutes. And I just remember thinking, oh, my God, I'm not alone. I mean, that, that that was my first time in three weeks that some that I felt like somebody understood and that that first of oh <laughs> okay I can do it. like she's still making it I can make it because they had done something similar to her um kind of all of a sudden let her go um so th- that was a huge like uh, just such a blessing, right? Just yeah, to have sh- somebody, someone who understands. Somebody showing up and saying it's going to be okay. So moving forward, I had a little bit of hope that if she can make it, I can make it. Yeah, exactly. Um, then when they told the church, by the time it really got out, we had five days till we were leaving. It was very short. We were closing on a Friday and leaving right after. Yeah, and, and when you're moving like this, you don't have like a like a moving package or anything. It's basically right. rent a U-Haul. Right. And you gotta fill up a house. And and we rented the biggest one you could get, the biggest truck you could get. It was like eighteen foot or 20 No, it was twenty six to oh, twenty eight okay. feet. Okay. And we couldn't fit everything. We literally were having door prizes for people who could come and help <laughs> us move. We were giving away patio furniture. We were giving away bookshelves and beds. And and we drew the line. When you started giving away your dad's stuff, that yeah. was where I knew that this we needed to, to, we needed to have some very, out. figure something out. Because yeah. I remember somebody said, somebody came up to me and said, Kim's giving away her dad's stuff. Yeah. And I had to go in there and take it back and stop. I had to make, and I gave away things I didn't tell you about. Yeah, I know because yeah. you would do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, but because just you don't always want to allow me to be the hero in well, these situations. And in this situation, there was no hero, right? We were we were having to get 
out of town. Well, we were having to get out of town. And, but, and that um, was just the reality. Yeah. So but I think that's some of the things that we look back on where, you know, I think there are mutual mistakes we made to each other in yeah. that. And, yeah. and, you know, I, you know, being overdwelling in my own difficulty with it and not paying attention to yours. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's also a tendency, uh, and we both know each other, yeah. you know, to, for, you know, you like to muscle through things and not have anybody be that hero. Right. And, you know, and so that's kind of the, you know, I go in super, super, super internal and you go super, super, super like self-sufficient. Right. And, uh, all that being all that said, being said, it's something we learned. Yeah, um, and and I will probably personally send each person that <laughs> showed up on that moving day a, a copy of this um, or a link to the podcast so they understand. But every person that showed up meant the world to yeah, us. Yeah, um, if you, yeah, I mean, it was just huge. And those are the people. Like even when we returned, we we yeah. did a visit. We went and saw them. Yeah. Those were the people we went and saw because. Yeah, um, we cherish the, them. Yeah, those are the people who sent, who came to us and said, "I don't want you to leave." Yeah, you know, and uh, the 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 families who the family who took us in, yeah. uh, in the very beginning, the two families who took us in, mm. right? The two families who took us in and allowed us to live in their homes. Yeah, and um, when everything was up in the air, when everything was up in the air, oh. um, you know, we go back and we and we see them and and just the incredible generosity there. But uh, yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, there were instances where after it was announced, people walked up to you and said, you know, hey, I'm so excited for Nathan's new opportunity. <laughs> and you're looking at him like, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the one where he got fired and he had to find a new job. Well, OK, to be fair, that was <laughs> that was an elder's wife. And she said that I'm so excited for you guys getting new opportunities. And I just looked at her and said, that's what happens when you get fired. And yeah. Walked and away. walked away. <laughs> so, yeah, there were moments where we were a little bit bitter. Yeah. But, you know, ultimately, I think the most awkward thing for me was that I had to come back and have a going away party. And yeah, uh, I didn't even get to go to the going away you party. You didn't because you had to move back here mm-hmm. and uh, we didn't have a place to stay. And you, you no. came back here. And yeah, we trust me, we couldn't afford it. I you, mean, that was you didn't miss out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you, while it was great to see, while it was really great to see the people who came sure. through that line yeah. and the ones who prayed with me and the ones who said they were sorry and, right. and, and the friends we had made, and to see so many of them come and, and say, hey, we're really sorry, and we're going to miss you. Yeah. Um, you know, it was the most uncomfortable thing I've ever done. Because it's not yeah. like you're you're sitting there, it's almost like a funeral. Yeah. Um, that, you, you know, you're getting loved on by people for loss. Mm-hmm. Um, and not potentially like, hey, we're going to miss you, but we know things that you're going to go off and have. Y- y- it was just so different from when I left Texas. Yeah. Um, the sadness in Texas was understandable that like yeah. there wasn't confusion. We know what's going on. Right. This was like, I don't even know which way is up at this point. And, yeah. and that's the feeling you're dealing with while you're sitting in this receiving line, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and now to this day, there were so many special moments in that receiving line. Yeah. Um, but, but I didn't even get to be, but you didn't even it. get to do that. Yeah. You just left and, yeah. And had to, and that was it. That was what you got. You got a goodbye, right. and you didn't even get a goodbye from the pastor's wives. One, no, but that'll come up. That's the next. We'll talk about that. Yeah, you know we, what we want to do with this is we want to sit there and maybe tell what we've learned, what we wouldn't do. Yeah, and maybe encourage people like, hey, if you got to do this, and we know it has to happen sometimes. Yeah, don't do this. Yeah, I think, and I think also letting some of these families understand that they're not alone. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, the story is hard to listen to and it's hard to understand some of the dynamics. And it's hard to talk about without falling back into those feelings mm-hmm. of anger, you know. Yeah. And yeah. But to know if one family hears this and they're like, oh, this is a thing that happens. This is real life in ministry. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, we'll leave it. We'll, we'll we'll leave it at this. We are at forty-seven minutes. This is yeah. a pretty good lengthy episode. Yeah. And, and congratulations and I, if you've listened. If you've listened this far, we've got at least two more episodes. If you've listened this far, I will buy you a Snickers. Yeah, if you've listened <laughs> this far, Kim will buy you a Snickers. <laughs> yeah. Just email us at podcastinglees at gmail dot com. <laughs> Or yeah. the podcast. But you'll have to wait. You'll have to wait till Corona is over. Corona is <laughs> over. So and then I can find one because the stores are bare. Yes. Yes. So um, well, we'll we'll pick it up next time, and uh, you know, uh, continue to just uh, love one another, pray for each other. This Corona thing is crazy. Yeah, um, stay safe, guys. If you're in a, I mean, if, it's we're well past it by yeah. now. So if you're a ministry worker, we get it. We know your pain right now because we're yeah. trying to figure out how to do church in a completely new paradigm. Holy cow! And uh, we are, we just wish you guys the best. Hey, we are, appreciate you guys listening. Uh, if you do us a favor, if you're listening to us on iTunes or one of the other platforms, mm-hmm. shoot us a review. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. What we can do better. Give us something to talk about. Yeah, ask um, questions. Ask questions. We're we're happy to talk about it, but it just makes us get better, and and that's what we want to do is we want to do this really well so um well uh we will definitely have more time to record and uh, hopefully they'll come out a little (laughs) bit quicker while we're in our lockdown so uh, until next time this is nathan and this is kim and you guys have a great quarantine